Hey guys, and welcome. I'm Life Coach Meg Ellis. It's time for you to stop coasting through life, and it's time for you to find your purpose. It's time for you to create your fate. Want to go to Greece together? No, seriously. How about the spring of 2023? That's right. My favorite yogi, Jose Portillo, and I are back. We are hosting our first international yoga wellness life coaching retreat in Greece. And you can pre-register to be one of the first people to apply. We are only taking 10 people and I would love for you to be one of them. So to stay in the know, visit www.letscreateyourfate.com and get on that list to apply. See you in Greece. If you have not tuned in, that was the sound of champagne being popped. <laughs> We're celebrating today on the Create Your Fate podcast because my bestie is here, Elena. Hey. Alana. Alana. Too soon. Too soon. This is for all the people whose name is not just spelled M-E-G and people <laughs> who don't know the, the pronunciation of your name. This is a podcast about having a grammatically incorrect name. <laughs> yeah. Um, does that, it might tie into the theme of today. We'll have, to, we'll have to go back to that. Um, sorry, I did not mean to scare anybody. I was literally watching, we were drinking champagne because it's Friday. Um, Elena is here visiting me. We've been best friends for like... 15 years? I was going to say, I remember when you got your dog and she's 14. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you're here. And and I was like, hey, she's coming to visit me. It's actually, it's Halloween weekend in Houston. One of our favorite weekends. One of our favorite. We have, we have a history of um, dressing up for Halloween, but I wanted you to come on the podcast today, not just because you're my bestie and we're celebrating this. This is a big, this is going to, I'm about to explain the, the champagne here because Prior to me launching the Create Your Fate podcast, Elena and I had talked about doing a podcast together, (laughs) and it was going to be a slightly different topic of crazy dating stories, and you had plenty of content for a good solid year there. (laughs) I was carrying the weight of that one. I know, I know it didn't it didn't pan out because um, I started this podcast, which was more on like you know that self awareness growth um, journey, and I also had gone on like two dates in like four years, so that really limits your dating stories. I know I didn't have any content <laughs> to share, but um, this is kind of feels like a full circle moment because now here we are and we get to record an episode together. Yay! This is great. So cheers! <laughs> cheers. I promise, no more screaming on the podcast. <laughs> I was literally just watching you do it, too. Like, I know you're about to open it, but it's my favorite sound, so. I don't even know if I poured enough in there, but. Is it ever enough? No. (laughs) (laughs) But, so, um, I mean, we could probably share a crazy dating story or two. Maybe not the ones that were going to be on the original podcast. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Yeah, those are some doozies. But um, today we're going to talk about, you know, I feel like. Honestly, we could have just recorded our Marco Polos back and forth and put them together to make a podcast episode. You know? It would work. It would work. It would have worked. As long as there's no video. Yeah, no video. Mm-mm. Nope, just just sound today. <laughs> um, but we wanted to talk about, uh, it's a topic that I hear a lot just with 
clients uh, and friends, even people online, uh, have have requested to do an episode on self worth, and I grabbed Elena because I said, "Hey, this is perfect," <laughs> because we talk about it all the time, and um, so we get to live out our podcast dream and record together and talk about self worth. So, how, how are you feeling? It's your first. Um, Tell everybody where you're visiting from and your first experience with the podcast. How are you feeling right now? Wow, I'm a, a little nervous, making sure I'm talking into the microphone properly and all that good <laughs> stuff. Um, I am here from the Washington, D.C. area. Um, flew in this morning after a canceled flight last night and rebooking and all that fun that comes with travel in 2022. And you've been drinking champagne since 6 a.m. <laughs> I had three airplane-sized glasses, okay? Yeah. So I started slurring my words. <laughs> yeah, right. um, we'll be back after this short break. <laughs> so if you cannot tell, Elena is an Enneagram 7. Uh-huh. And so, Lord help us get through this podcast and stick up to the theme. We'll, well try she, our best. She just asked me if her desktop on her laptop made me a little, uh, what, anxious? And mine looks exactly the same. It and is a mess. It's a mess. And I always show that to guests. Um, it's really funny because I have my computer out just for some notes and whatnot. And they always see my desktop and freak out, like, oh, my gosh, it's giving me anxiety. And she's like, I'm like, hey, does this give you anxiety if I, <laughs> like, trigger you, like, with my desktop? It's a hot mess. And she's like, hey, mine looks exactly the same. I'm like, this is how you know you're an Enneagram 7. It is. You know? It is. So if you've never taken the Enneagram test, don't even bother. Just look at your desktop. And if it's a mess and not organized at all, you are probably an Enneagram 7. So 100%. Yeah. But so why, I mean, other than me roping you into this podcast, why is it important to you to talk about self-worth? I think a lot of people just have different experiences. Um, you know, you watch friends, loved ones, relatives go through lots of different, you know, situations uh, where they might not feel great about themselves. And it's hard. It's a lot of work to um, build your self-worth, to feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think it's a topic that everyone can relate to. Yeah. And it's important to talk about. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, me too. So I think it will kind of just back it up and start with, where does poor self-worth come from? I think you'll agree with me. Um, I think when you rely on simply external validation um, to find your own self-confidence and self-worth, that is a really tough place to come from because no matter who you are, where you're from, you're going to come across people who don't like you, who don't like your hair color, think like your earlobe is too big, whatever it is. Just the one. They're gonna <laughs> just one. They're gonna be judgy. And um now we have, you know, so much social media. People either look for validation or, you know, get beat down on their um, dating apps, all these different places that um if you're seeking validation from that and you don't have like your own self-worth and self-confidence and know who you are, I think um you're gonna. It's gonna be hard. Like you're gonna struggle. Yeah, yeah. So okay. So we'll we'll start there then, and just talk about um, one of the the pillars that I guess if you want to call it that we'll talk about today is just um, the pillar of self worth that reflects in dating, right? And and relationships and and even friendships, right? I think that's a really common place, and I know I've struggled with that in the past, and it's. 
I'm in no way, shape, or form an expert. As <laughs> I'm sure you would really know based on our Marco Polos, but um, <laughs> you know. But let's just kind of like just talk in that window first. Like, what's what's your experience with self worth and like relationships? Relationships. Okay, I've always been pretty good at building strong like female friendships. Um, but you know, as time goes on, you kind of realize who is there for you, who's your person, who you vibe with. Um, and who's truly there for, like, the right reasons versus friends that are just there because it's convenient and you want to mm-hmm. go out or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, I think it's important to, to pay close attention to, you know, those who are there for you during tough times um, so that you can, you know, you know you, that's a strong friendship. like A 15-year friendship. A 15-year <laughs> friendship. Um and I think I think good friends will help build you up and build your self worth. Like it's not all about. I'm I'm kind of contradicting what I said before about external validation, but you mm-hmm. know, it is nice to have people that support you inside, outside, mm-hmm. whatever it is through thick and thin. Well, I think there's a difference between um, seeking external validation and relating with somebody who is for you. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I think you and I are the same in, I mean, we've been friends for 15 years, but there's also been friends who maybe we were friends with, or you were friends with, or I was friends with, who did not make it that whole 15 year mark, right? And especially like Enneagram 7 to Enneagram 7. Um, oh, by the way, we didn't tell any of our other friends that we were having a Halloween weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I know. If you're listening to this podcast, hi, oh, you did not get invited. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but everyone has kids, you know, and they're... They're fine. They're doing all the <laughs> trick-or-treating stuff. So, um, But, yeah, if the if this is your first time finding out that Elena was visiting me, sorry. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, we have great friends. And, and there's a lot of people over the last 15 years who you're not friends with or I'm not friends with or, you know, even different friend groups. You know, you live in D.C., I live in Houston. Um, and there's been people who, who I know are for you, right? And same thing. Yeah, I think you were here three years ago, mm-hmm. and the people who we hang out with this weekend, yeah, there'll be some people that you saw three years ago, but a lot of people, you know, I'm not friends with anymore. Right. And I think that, I mean, you, you've grown a lot, I've grown a lot, and I think the people that you surround yourself with certainly support that or don't, mm-hmm. and then that's kind of where you figure out, you know, is this, is this a healthy relationship for me? It doesn't have to be just dating. It can yeah. be friendships. It can be familial relationships. Um, work relationships, you know, you have to set your own boundaries as far as those things go and make sure that the people that you surround yourself with are those who really support you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think one thing I know I've struggled with in the past is, you know, I think a lot of the Enneagram 7s out there could relate to this is... um, I want to be busy all the time. Yes. <laughs> so it's like more friends are better. <laughs> For us, it's yeah. like going out friends and then like other friends, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like, okay, I do like this with these friends and then this with these friends and then this with these friends. And then so like I never have to worry about I can do whatever I want and always have someone to do it with. Right. This is awesome. Yes. You know, and then you get to this point where you're like, I have two. Too many friends. Like I, I would be like, okay, I'm gonna hang out with this person for an hour, and then I'm gonna go hang out with this person for like two hours, and I'm gonna go see this person for like one hour, and then eventually you're just kind of like running all over the place. So I think you're right in in this boundaries thing, but it's like, okay, it's not so much. I mean, this is so cliche, but it's 
quality over quantity. I think I would search for a lot of external validation in how many friends I had. Yeah, um, I think that is definitely a seven quality. And some other people might be able to relate to that as well. You don't have to just be a seven. Um, But I would say that during COVID lockdown was a very challenging time for me as a seven who's always doing something. I mean, I was traveling, I was going to concerts, I was, you know, working out, hanging out with neighbors, hanging out with friends, always had something. And then all of a sudden, bam, like, can't go anywhere, can't do anything, can't even go to the grocery store, can't even buy toilet paper. (laughs) It was a dark time. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say that out of that, I feel like I grew a lot because I was, you know, spending all this time by myself and then trying to figure out, okay, what do I do? How do I, you know, maintain my sanity and Mm -hmm. mental health and have fun while I'm sitting here in my apartment? Like, I didn't do a lot of those Zoom happy hours or, like, Mm -hmm. whatever. I basically (laughs) FaceTimed Meg and we drank wine. (laughs) We made some funny videos Remember that one? <laughs> it was like the first and only TikTok <laughs> I've ever made. I'm going to post that on my Instagram for sure. It was about like being like that song. It's like, okay, I, every time, I don't know how how this happens, but everybody always sings on the podcast. Um, it just comes up, you know, but it was like that all by myself song. It was all by myself. <laughs> a little Celine Dion. Yeah. Good times. It was. Um, it brought light to a dark time. But, you know, I think, I think you bring up a good point of the first the first step of under, um, I guess establishing if the goal here is to establish a, a healthy self image and really have a high value on your self worth. The first part of it is understanding yourself. Right. Right. And I know, you know, when you're hopping from friends to friends to friends and just trying to distract yourself from being alone. Right. Um, or thinking that you have more value if you have more people in your life that doesn't leave a lot of time to understand who you are. Right. Right. I would agree with that. And I think that, you know, it was a tough, it was a tough several months living in DC. Like it was super locked down. I know it was a little bit different down, down here in Texas. In Texas, we were a little different down here. (laughs) Um, So it, it was an isolating period, but I just, I feel like I grew a lot at that point because, you know, I had to, be comfortable with myself and find like healthy alternatives to, you know, a lot of people drank a lot and probably had some not so healthy behaviors. And um, I think it's important to like build your little COVID crew mm-hmm. and make sure they're the people that you value and spend time with. And then, um, you know, you really figure out who you are and you, you, I got into reading. I started reading a lot. Um, just finding healthy ways to like, do nothing by yourself is almost like solitary confinement way of <laughs> of, of finding some self-worth. But after that, I was like, okay, I'm good. Like I, as Meg mentioned before, we were going to do a dating podcast. I have had so many, so many interesting dates. <laughs> if you want to write in and say, hey, please give us a crazy dating podcast episode, we will make that happen. <laughs> it's a little off brand. I will say that. <laughs> it's going to be like explicit content, <laughs> yeah. parental guidance, whatever. Do not listen to this with your children in the car. <laughs> Absolutely no kids. <laughs> yeah. These are these are bad examples. Um, but even, I mean, we'll, we'll kind of go into even dating then, you know, if, if you're, you know, when you're are kind of forced in the COVID situation 
to eliminate friend certain friendships you really did have to pick mm-hmm. okay who are like I don't know it was like this unspoken rule where it was like okay I can hang out with like four people right who are they going right. to be like I don't think I ever saw that on the CDC website or anything <laughs> yeah but it was like oh uh, these this is my COVID crew and you you realize oh I I actually don't need a million people around right. to make me feel valu- valued. Right. You know? Well, and just those day to day distractions, too, of being able to run out and catch a plane or go to a concert and do all this stuff, which, of course, I still obviously love. Caught a plane this morning, mm-hmm. love live music, take me to see every concert. Um, but I was never good about sitting alone with myself. And so I think like that time of reflection, um, even though it definitely got old, was a good, important focus. So I think like tying it back into your self-worth, like know who you are, love Mm -hmm. yourself, be good with yourself, because the only way you're going to be there for anybody else, friends, family, kids, spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, Mm -hmm. is if you are true to yourself, happy with yourself, and, like, know how to deal with whatever you struggle with in a healthy manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the most stable way. It's, it's very hard. It can feel hard. I don't want to say that it is hard, but it can feel very challenging to drown out the noise, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I know for me personally, when I think if COVID hadn't happened, I probably just would have continued to go on with, okay, I have a million friends, you know, and I really like it. Mm-hmm. But then you find out it's like, who is for you, mm-hmm. right? It's like, how do I know like who's for me if I'm trying to cut down my my friend my friend group and spend you know I don't, I don't really need quote unquote fifty friends around or things to always do. Right. It's like who's for you, and it's like, okay, well, who is for you? Like right. who is for your success? Who is right. for your growth, your changes? Well, and I think the important thing to mention is like it's not necessary to like cut your friend groups, like figure out, like, I only need five friends and I have 16, so 11 of you have got to go. It's like The Bachelor. Yeah. Um, you get a rose, you get a rose. Ooh. You get rose. We're going to wait. <laughs> I think I'd rather get the rose. Yeah. But you have to stay if you get the rose. Rose and stay. Oh. Yes. We are going to start a show now. <laughs> a TV show. Um, but it's important to, like, quality over quantity. So I, I think... Making sure that you surround yourself with good people who are, you know, like-minded, even though it's nice to have people who might, they could support you and think totally different things. I think that's important, too. But Mm -hmm. if ultimately you're not celebrating somebody else's wins and they're not celebrating yours, I would evaluate that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, when you do take some time just to understand yourself, right? understand, hey, what do I like? What do I not like doing? Again, with... um, you know, people in your environment, it's like, how are you spending your time? And if you're like, hey, I actually really don't like doing X, Y, or Z, um, but this friend group does, if I stopped doing that, would they still be friends with me? Right. 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 As you start to learn to understand yourself, you can then branch outwards to your relationships with with other people and say, okay, I really feel like myself if I am this way, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm learning to understand this. I'm accepting it. I think that's the second step is accepting it about yourself. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm accepting this. I'm learning to love this. And if I showed up as this version that I love, mm-hmm. who would ac- accept me, mm-hmm. right? Where I wouldn't have to explain anything. Who would, 
you know, love me for this, you know, or would they, would they not? Are you trying to fit some type of mold to fit in to their vision of you? Yeah. And I, I don't know about you, but I, I can, there's like an internal feeling that I have when I'm like, I feel really happy and good about myself versus like, I'm upset about this or I'm, you know, I'm stressed about something that probably doesn't matter or Mm -hmm. jealousy is a nasty one. Um, and it doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. Like, and you, there's just a feeling, you just know, you know, it's a discomfort almost. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, that's it. Exactly. It's just this uncomfortable, it's like learning to trust yourself, but how do you Mm -hmm. trust yourself if you've never spent time to understand yourself? Yeah. Right. It's like, you're looking for other people to accept you and love you. And yes, that's a step in it, but really it's like back it up, do it yourself, mm-hmm. right? And that's when you'll start to really tune into, ooh, this person doesn't make me feel good. They're always cutting me down and I can shrug it off and say it doesn't bother me, but really it bothers me. Right, right. So now I'm searching for my self-worth in external sources, like a, a certain friend or whoever, relationship, and I, it doesn't feel good. Right. Yeah, and, and when you feel great about yourself and... I feel like you come alive and people support you and they, you know, they notice. They're like, wow, like you are doing great and you look great and and inside you feel great. And you're, you know, going to your workout class like, hey, a friend wants to join. Cool. Hey, a friend doesn't need to join me. Cool. I can go by myself. Like Mm -hmm. it's just it's just you can tell the difference in in somebody that, you know, is their true self and happy with themselves and confident in who they are versus, you know, somebody who struggles with that. And it's hard to, um, you know, help somebody find their self-worth, I think. Um, It's sort of like when you see a friend in a bad relationship with somebody and you can tell them 25 times, oh, I don't think you should date that guy. Mm -hmm. He's a little crazy or whatever, or she... Um, the person's not going to accept that. They're, yeah. they're not going to listen to it, and they kind of have to figure it out for themselves. So I think it's definitely something that's challenging, but I, I, think, it's a, I think it's a worthy cause <laughs> to find that. Yeah, and really just, you know, learning how to understand yourself and accept yourself, right? It's kind of like stop waiting for the people in your life to do it for you. Yes. Yeah. Right. 100%. It's like, no one's going to do that for you. Nobody's going to do it for you. And when you're continually distracting yourself, it's not going to happen either. Right. Exactly. Because at at the end of the day, you are going to confront some type of quiet moment. And at that point in time, you might feel really shitty because (laughs) you're like, wait a minute, I'm alone. And, you know, now I feel this. Yeah. And And you're not going to watch the news. No, <laughs> don't do that. Or, but you, here's what you'll do is you'll go on Instagram right. and then compare yourself to all these fake people out there. Right. Right. And again, it's just this other distraction of, okay, who now I'm comparing myself to this person and who's probably not even real or has been retouched. Right. And I, I think Instagram's becoming a lot more real, which I like. Um, be real. <laughs> and with, with, yeah, with the be real. You can be my be real friend. Um, there's nothing like a B-reel to be like, ooh, that's what I really look like, you know? <laughs> Especially when your camera's pointing the yeah. other direction. <laughs> no, and you have no idea what that front picture looks like. You're like, ooh, well, I can't repost this because it'll say, I took the picture twice. <laughs> but, oh, does it say that? Yeah, if you delete it, it'll say, it'll call your ass out and be like, mm, no, this is not the first try. You good are not being only, real. Good thing I only have one B-reel friend. <laughs> Me. <laughs> 
I've got at least 12. <laughs> my, my, you know, Lacey, but, well, you actually have never met her. I've never met her. You're one day younger than her, mm. um, than she is. But her younger cousin was visiting once and was like, she's like 23 or something, maybe 25. But she was like, oh, you have to get this be real thing. <laughs> like, we're like, what? Okay, sure. And now it's like really fun. <laughs> so, it's like a whole thing. It's probably not cool anymore because like the people in their 30s are in, in on it. So yeah. Pushing 40. Mm. I know. My like be real. My crazy aunt's about to be like, be my friend on be real. I'm like, it's time for be real to be go. <laughs> yeah. No, be real is done. <laughs> when the political commentary starts <laughs> chiming in, yeah. it's time to check out. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's like, don't be posting be real on the voting line. Um, <laughs> But mm. so I think it's it's interesting that, you know, we'll kind of go into, you know, friends. If you got to take time to understand yourself and say, like, hey, this is who I am. Now I look at all my friends who is for me, like as my realist person. I think I think when you reach that stage, too, um, they just are either there or they're not. And they kind of filter themselves out. Yeah. But that's a good point. And I, I want to talk about that then because a lot of times people keep relationships in their lives because they're afraid of the confrontation mm-hmm. of it, that it would take to separate or give some space. Right. But a lot of times, the more you really just are, live as yourself, it, it, they do just kind of trickle out. Right. You know? I'm not saying you'll never have to have... A confrontation, but a lot of times it's just kind of like, well, we just kind of went separate ways because I went this way and they went that way, right? And it just wasn't a fit anymore, right? And, and I think in any relationship, also, you know, when you're gonna have like a disagreement with a friend, that's gonna happen, but like if it comes down to like something like very intense and you feel like you're no longer my friend, like I don't think I want to be friends with that person anyway, mm-hmm. right? Same thing in dating, like, yeah. I deserve better than that. I don't want to date that person. Like, mm-hmm. they don't want me. Mm, they're missing out. You know, like, I mean, so let's just let's just go right. Take a big sip of that champagne. We're going right into dating. Mm. Um, because I know, I mean, I haven't dated anybody in it's been a, a while. But there was a long period of time where I could not be alone. Yeah. And dating was a distraction for me mm-hmm. because I it meant like, I mean, aren't you glad you found so many better distractions? Yes, right. <laughs> exactly. Podcasting. Um, but, you know, I, I couldn't be alone because I wasn't ready to face that. I don't want to understand myself because I don't really like myself. Yeah. And if I, I had this toxic trait of going out on two dates and then moving in with the person. <laughs> That happened <laughs> multiple times. Couple times, or they moved in with her. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh, I was talking about this. Um, yeah, like I almost bought a house with somebody. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, he just got married last year, so wish him the best. Wish you the best. Yeah, but he was great to your dog. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He was. <laughs> We're happy for you. But there was a, I mean, I couldn't, I was not ready for that. I don't want to understand myself or, you know, if I'm learning to understand myself, I'm not ready to accept it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I would just look for, again, that external validation of, well, I like the fact that I have a boyfriend. So I, that just made my quote unquote self-worth feel like go up, mm-hmm. you know, and again, it was fake. Right. And sought externally. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think you were also, you know, you had just gone through a major life change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like post-divorce, too. So I think that happens a lot, too. People struggle to figure out who they are, what am I going to do next, you know, what is good for me, what's not, and then the reality is that you probably weren't in a healthy place to begin with. Mm-mm. No, exactly. Um, and it's like where you are and where you resonate and what you think about yourself, right? If your self-worth is, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, if it's like a 4, then you're going to attract people into your life who are going to make you feel like a four and who are also resonating on that level. Right, right. Did you have that weird gut feeling like not feeling good about yourself or happy when you were getting divorced or like right before you realized you wanted to get divorced? Um, That's a really good question. I don't think anyone has ever asked me that. You know, not really because honestly, I was, I, I honestly consider myself to be I was asleep during that whole period of life where mm-hmm. I had some unresolved and just like never healed trauma that I I carried it into my marriage and I carried it out of my marriage. And I, I just kind of like shielded myself she from any... left the trauma with him. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I get the dog. Gift. <laughs> you get the trauma and I get the dog. I'm taking the dog. What is... is it? Beethoven? No. Weekly Bond. Oh. <laughs> what does she say? Like, I can't remember. Bend anyway. and snap works every time. Yeah, the bend and snap. Bend and snap right out of that marriage. But anyway, um, no, it was a difficult time. But he actually just, she, he's remarried and he's having a baby. So Confirmed? Yes. <laughs> My mom told me that <laughs> when she was visiting last weekend. I was like, thanks for the thanks, update. mom. <laughs> Anybody else you want to update me on? Like, my high school boyfriend, like, he's got, like, 15 kids by now. But, um, oh, my God. Anyway, again, wish him well. But, and the high school boyfriend, too. <laughs> Just all these people. But, you know, I think I, I didn't really struggle with the self-worth at that point, but maybe I did and just didn't know it. It like for me, I was engaged and called my wedding off essentially at your wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, and it felt like after I completely removed that situation from my life, like a weight was lifted off. Like I stopped grinding my teeth. I wasn't. I was angry at my sister because she was pregnant. Like that's a nasty person. Me, not her. Um, <laughs> I'm like, sure, your sister's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, you know, after I removed that negativity, realized this is not for me. This is not what my life is all about. It's mm-hmm. not a competition because yeah. other people are getting married and, and doing, you know, X, Y, and Z. Like, it doesn't mean that you can't be a successful and happy person. And, and so to remove that, I felt like this whole negative energy... And self-worth went up. And I'm like, I don't need this. Like, this person isn't even nice to me. Right. If you're not being your best self. Right. It's like, okay, if you take a second, again, go back and analyze with a moment of quietness with yourself. Am I? Do I really care? Am I really this mad that my sister's pregnant? Like, right. No, I'm actually happy. Right. But I'm not letting myself be happy because, you know, my own self-worth. Right. I mean, yeah, I think, you know... I think what happens, and I'll, I'll take your situation, um, because you called your wedding off. It was, like I think, a m- month or two before you got married. Yeah, like a month and a half. Yes. And I and I think I felt this is what I felt when I got divorced. Um, and this is a sign 
that you're seeking external validation is I felt really bad about myself and awkward when I had to explain myself to everybody. Okay. You know, and I was like, oh, well, I'm divorced or I'm going through a divorce. And I remember being triggered, like basically um, anywhere you're triggered, like where your you know, heart starts beating faster, your mm-hmm. sinks into your stomach mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh, this doesn't feel good. That's typically a sign that's where you're not healed. Right. So yeah. spend a little time there. But I remember even like stupid little check boxes at the doctor being like, are you single, married? And then there was a divorce box. And I remember being so mad that I... By the I, way, why does that exist? Can't I you just be single or married? Like, why do I have to identify that I'm divorced? I know. I'm. Something I, happens to can you, Can you maybe? at least put, like, prefer not to answer on there? Yeah. Like, do, I'm going to make my own box. Prefer <laughs> I not identify to answer. as single. <laughs> yes, right. Exactly. But yeah, I'm like, why, uh, why do I have to, like, announce to the world that I'm divorced? But then it's like, no, 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 like back it up. Why are you trying to explain to the world? Yeah, who cares? Why, why do you feel like you have to explain, you know, the why behind your divorce? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So I think in, in, in that aspect, my self-worth was definitely affected by just the divorce itself. Not necessarily the person, you know? Right. I mean, we, we obviously weren't the right people for each other, but like... The compa- compatibility factor was lacking. It was lacking, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's... I mean, he's a great person, but um, we just... Like, honestly, and this is kind of a, a sign too, like, when we had that final conversation about... Or the initial conversation that was, like, the final conversation about the divorce, neither one of us fought for it. Yeah. It's like, Meh. There's a sign. I was like, hey, let's get separated. He's like, well, we might as well get divorced. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Should we open up one of the nice bottles of wine? (laughs) I know. I do miss that wine. It's really good. You really should have taken more. (laughs) I know. I got the dog. Oh, my gosh. What does he do for me? Steal my whole bed. Poop on it. (laughs) Not on the bed. (laughs) On on my floor. Sometimes. But, um, yeah, anyway. I definitely got the shit end of the stick. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm (laughs) fine. That was a good one. (laughs) That was a good one. (laughs) But, so... I mean, how did you feel when, I mean, and, and where I, I had, I'm not going to say an amicable split because there's no such thing as an amicable, amicable divorce because I don't believe it because your feelings are, yeah, there's discourse there. It's not easy. But he was not manipulative. He didn't trick me. He didn't, you know, lie, beat me, lie, do all these things, um, But your situation was a little different, Mm -hmm. right? So mine was more self-worth with a situation. Mm -hmm. Yours was self-worth tied to the person. So talk about that. So I would say I probably had a lot more self. Well, actually, (laughs) when I met this guy, his phone number was on a piece of paper in a bar. This is my fault. (laughs) I did that. And, uh, you know, Miss Meg over here was the one that was with me. so that that's your first sign. Don't recommend texting a guy whose number you find in a drink menu. Right. Um, but I remember when that happened, <laughs> and like we like texted you texted him, and you're like, "Oh, remember me from last night?" Just to, like kind of mess with them. Yeah, be cheeky. And then like a week later, you're still like texting them, and I'm like, "Wait, you're still talking to the post-it note guy?" Like, <laughs> yeah, what the heck? <laughs> oh, well, you're engaged to the post-it note guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, I mean, he had his own demons, certainly, that uh, that he put, 
I think a lot on me, um, alcoholism, uh, and and with that, I I think from what I know, a lot of people struggle with manipulation, lying, gaslighting, gaslight, all of these things that um, that's not really who you want to date. No. Um, mm-hmm. And it was a constant like beat down of whether it was like my weight. Well, guess what? When you order $50 worth of Wendy's every other <laughs> night. And you always date guys who are like six, seven and like two fifty. <laughs> like They're going to eat more than you. you know? <laughs> yes. Um, I've learned not to try to keep up. Yeah. In drinking or eating. Um, and you know what? They don't work out. And I do that a lot. Well, that's, I think, where it's easier for a friend to step in and say, you know, because you're not blindsided by this, like, oh, I, I, they love me, mm-hmm. so my self-worth goes up. Right. right? Your friend is like, are you sure? Well, it's <laughs> you funny because I was actually talking to my mom like two weekends ago. She came to visit and we went to uh, do Sleepy Hollow New York and all the Halloween stuff up there, which was so much fun. Um, and I have a great relationship with my mom. Uh, but she was like, why did you stay with him for so long? And I was like, well, you told me I was high maintenance and hoped I'd find someone. <laughs> so I found someone who could tolerate me. And, um, uh, I don't think he had a high tolerance of many things, <laughs> of many things. <laughs> um, but you know, that constant being beaten down, your friends are getting married. You feel like mm-hmm. you have to get married. You feel like this is your next step. On paper, he looked good. He, you know, was well-educated. On the post-it note paper? He had a job <laughs> until I found out that he lied about having a job. Yeah. You know? Um, so when you're in that situation, when you drink a lot, when <laughs> bad example, as we drink champagne. Uh, it's just a couple <laughs> glasses Just here a celebration. <laughs> um, it, once again, like who you surround yourself with. Uh, and, and then I could tell, you know, I would start getting angry when I would be drinking and that's not me. And I mm-hmm. remember having a conversation, conversation with my little sister. She was like, Lainey, you're not an, you're not an angry drunk. And I'm like, you're right. You're the fun friend. You're a fun. <laughs> Shh, don't tell Amy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I think as, as you know, someone on the outside and this, I think even there's a pattern with a couple of relationships afterwards too. Um, and again, that's, it's so much easier to notice a pattern on the outside. Yeah, for sure. Because you're like, oh, this feels, if you're on the inside, you're like, oh, this feels natural to me. Mm -hmm. Like I, um, I like this self-worth feeling going up when I'm with this type of person. So you're going to search for that the next time. And it's going to be this same toxic person or behavior. But I think I noticed you know, because you're, you're, you're fun, you're bubbly, you're Enneagram 7, you mm-hmm. know. This is before we even knew what the Enneagram was. Right. But, you know, you you have things that you like to do. You like to be social. You like to have your workout routines. You like to do X, Y, and Z. But then mm-hmm. you stopped doing all that stuff. Right. To fit in some, you know, do basically whatever the other person wanted to do. Right. And, again, if you don't understand, hey, I like doing my routine and my workout and, and this and that and that that makes me feel good about myself. That right. makes me feel like me. I'm going to stop doing all that stuff to be with this person. Right. And then all of your like eggs are in that basket. Right. Right. And I think so after, after that, and I, you know, felt this massive weight lifted, massive stress lifted. Like I don't ever want to be with somebody like that again. I'm better off by myself without, the, you know, without that person. 
Um, I don't even want to be associated with them. Like I, I, you moved to DC. I moved to <laughs> DC. I did that preemptively though. That was in April, and I ended it in September. Yeah. Well, you probably knew. Like I and, totally. Yeah. And that was like also like a kind of like a safety thing. So getting away. Yeah. Um, but shortly thereafter, I got into another relationship with somebody who was very kind, very caring. And the downfall there was that ultimately, like, was never going to commit. Mm-hmm. So I spent way too much time in that. But, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, I, I feel like every relationship that I've had, you know, there's takeaways. I like this about this person. This is a deal breaker for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so after that ended, you know, I had a whole bunch of fun, traveled. Like I said, I was going to a concert like every other week. Um, and then COVID hit. I celebrated New Year's in Houston. Yeah. <laughs> I think I came here like five times that year. I think so. <laughs> that was, was that 2020? New Year's 2020, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Because um, <laughs> um, like we said, things were different down here in Texas. <laughs> well, it hadn't happened yet. No, Because no. it was 19 rolling into 20. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, got it, got it. So we didn't know that that was going to... You know, everybody was all about the Roaring Twenties, and mm-hmm. it's going to be such a great year. Huh. I was going to say, I thought that was during the pandemic because we were outside, but mm-hmm. no. I think we just decided We were to just go outside. There. Okay, got it. Yeah. We just were outside anyway. But, you know, I think, yeah, I think if you don't, you, you, it's so easy to latch on your external validation, you know, into somebody else, mm-hmm. because I guess there's like less explaining Right, you just take it for what it's worth, right. versus having to sit in in with yourself and just say, "Why does this? Why do I like this about myself? Why well, don't I like this about myself?" You let's know? face it, too. Like, it's nice to be complimented. It's nice to be validated. It's nice to hear good things about you. But realistically, it's every day isn't going to be sunshine and roses, or roses. Um, <laughs> sunshine and rose. <laughs> um, you're not always going to be doing the right thing. People make mistakes. Mm-hmm. It's normal. It's natural. You know, you have days when you're not going to look good on the be real, but mm-hmm. you need to be good with who you are. And you know what? I honestly don't care. Maybe I do take a whole bunch of pictures again. <laughs> Whatever. Track it. Yeah. See, that's the thing. It's like, you're like, no, I want to, I want to do this for myself and I want to Take a nice picture of myself. And I don't care if someone says, oh, this is her 15th try or whatever. You know? Right. Like, who cares? Who cares? That's the thing is it's it's who cares. Um, it's like the best slash worst life coaching advice ever. It's like, who cares? <laughs> but, you know, in context, it's like I think a good example of it's like how do I know I'm, I'm giving grace for myself, mm-hmm. right? Um, grace for self, grace for others. If yeah. you, if it is resonating in your life, I'm not giving grace to other people. I'm mad at my sister because she's pregnant. Right. You know, that tells me, ooh, that doesn't tell me anything about the other person. Right. It tells me everything about me. I'm not giving grace for myself somewhere. Right. And you have to sit with that and say, okay, guess what? This sucks to sit down and think about these things that I don't like about my life or myself right now, mm-hmm. but I'm going to give myself grace for them and I'm going to forgive myself for them. Like I did a lot of shitty things um, when I, like, towards the end of my marriage and then shortly after, mm-hmm. right, probably for a couple of years. And I was just, honestly, like, a really shitty person. And 
I still liked you. <laughs> I was really fun. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I was not myself. I, I look back at that person. I'm like, whoa. Right. Who who were you? And, and that's another thing. It's like, if you don't have this firm grasp of who you are, you are going to turn into the people who you are around. Right. In, in your environment and, and how you're spending your time. And it's like, you look back and you're like, oh, I don't. I don't recognize that person. Well, you probably weren't you. <laughs> right. And and I don't know if you notice this as well, but I feel like when I am at my highest high and doing like super well, happy with myself, happy with how I look, happy with how I feel, um, the people around you show up more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Law of attraction. <laughs> there you go. Um, and, and you just, you know, but it doesn't matter if somebody has a conflict, whereas when you're kind of down in the dumps like oh man they don't want to do they don't want to hang out with me or they don't like me or they have better things to do or Mm -hmm. you know you just the negativity begets negativity and it just kind of keeps growing yeah right right exactly or you look you look too far into the meaning right even like um i think a easy way or easy place to recognize that is even in dating right it's like someone doesn't want to date you or continue dating you, or even give you a chance, or whatever, and you're like, "What? What is wrong with What's me? wrong with me?" You know, that's the first. Your I first like, question is like, "My twenties were like that," and mm-hmm. it's like, "Girl, get over it!" Like, yeah, come on. they're just they're not for you, right? Right. And, and there's that. Um, I, I know I've said it on the podcast before. It's like you can be like the juiciest peach ever, but if someone just doesn't <laughs> <Ooh>. like peaches, <laughs> have more champagne. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> yeah, I, no one's ever purred on the podcast. <laughs> perfect. I can't do that. I'm not going to try. I almost did. Like in yeah, my head, dumb. I was like, wait a minute. No, stop. Um, but you know, you can be the juiciest peach. Yes. Thank you. I was <laughs> definitely going to lose my train of thought there. But if someone doesn't like peaches, it doesn't matter. Right. It's not the fact that you, you know, are this undesirable peach. It's just like, Hey, not everybody is for you. Right. Right. Like, and not everybody is for you. Right. But the, what matters is, are you for yourself? Right. You're your own biggest supporter. Fan or You're, critic. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I recently had, like, a doctor's experience where I sat back and I was like, oh, I don't want to pester the doctor. And I was like, you know what? Screw that. I'm going to be my only advocate. Like, mm-hmm. nobody else is going to fight for you as hard as you fight for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, whether Stop it's... Stop waiting for other people to do it. Yeah. For you. You know, and I think, I mean, that can, that, this is kind of like jumping into the next topic, but I wanted to go back to the Instagram thing or even, even stages in life. And I know a lot of females in their, um, in their late thirties or mid thirties or even, you know, younger, maybe older. Um, so basically females, (laughs) (laughs) you know, there's a lot of comparison out there where it's like, oh, I'm. You know, I'll take my own situation. I'm 35 and I'm divorced. Like, oh, I'm not dating anybody right now. When am I going to, you know, I feel like I should be married right now. I feel like I should have kids. I feel like I should have this life, this life, this life. And if I think too much about what I don't have, then I, that starts to make me feel worth less. Yeah. I mean, and I can't deny, like, I think we both probably have those feelings, um, and it's real, like it's real. It's a reality of mm-hmm. life. And yeah, when you take when you take that negative step, and then you focus on that, it just it's like a tumbleweed. It just grows bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's important to remember, like how how smart you are, how 
beautiful you are, how fun you are, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, whatever quality, you know, you bring to the table, like maybe keep that in the corner of your mind. And yeah. But yeah, if you never focus on all the good things that you have, right. You know, and, and this is kind of the opposite, um, example of, you know, a female in her late thirties, like struggling with self-worth. It can be, it can be anybody. And we'll kind of jump into the next category of self-worth is just career. Mm -hmm. Um, my dad, who is 68, he basically, he's also a seven. <laughs> is he? <laughs> he is. And we can also struggle with letting things go. Yep. It's like a slow burn mm -hmm. rather than like rip the bandit oh off. Oh my God. Do you remember what happened in 2011? Cause I do. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, even like letting go of pretty much anything, but he's like, Hey, I want to start retiring, you know, with his, his job. And he's like, okay, I'm going to work four days a week and then three days a week. And then two days a week. And yeah. they're like, yeah, no, you're gone. Bye. And he just wasn't ready for that. Right. And he got laid off. Not laid off, but, you know, um, coerced into retirement. <laughs> yeah. We'll call it uh, about six months earlier than he had thought. Come and on, Grandma. It's time for bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like he so here he is being like, well, I think his self-worth is even being challenged mm -hmm. to be recognized because when you lose a certain part of your quote unquote identity, mm -hmm. um, it's like, who, who am I? And he's right. like, well, who, who would hire a 68 year old man to do this X, Y, and Z, or I don't have this aspect of my life anymore. And I think there's a lot of people who are later in life, meaning not 22 graduating college who are changing their minds about things or in this new situation where it feels like, well, it's too late to start over. Right. It's like, oh man, I got to start over again. Like I'm worth less. Right. Well, and it's hard even when you are younger, I think, um, trying to figure out how to grow your career and how to feel valued at, you know, wherever you work, whatever you do. Um, and, and then when you try to, you know, make a next step, there's kind of an unknown, right? Like you don't know if the grass is actually greener. It could be, but it could be filled with dog poop. Like mm -hmm. you just yeah. don't know. Right. Um, Lots of dog poop on the talk on the podcast today. <laughs> it was a very emphasized topic when you picked me up with the dog. So I, know. I was like, I couldn't leave him. I didn't have time to take him out. He's gonna poop on my floor. But it's like he's in the back seat. Um, but you know, I, yeah, I think that brings up a good concept of, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side, but really, you know, the grass is green where you water it. So yeah. it's like, hey, instead of focusing on everything that you don't have, right? because it's so easy to do, whether it be friendships, relationships, career, family, anything, stop focusing on what you don't have and focus on what you do have, right? right. My dad can be like, oh, I've only had, he's worked for the same company for like 40 something years. And he could say, oh, I don't have this. I don't have this. I don't have you know, whatever the new kids, he's in the computer world, like have these days, but it's like, you have 45 years of experience, right? Right. If you start to focus on what you do have, I have, you know, I might not be a size zero, but I have a really good personality, you know, <laughs> I think I the do think, <laughs> especially in careers. Um, and, and when you look at your identity, uh, and your career and, you know, say you do want to get better. I do think that is, um, where your support system can come in, you know, and really boost you up. Because right. when you're in it and you say you're not happy or you want something bigger or, you know, change your goal, whatever it is, 
I have found that friends that I am close with and trust are able to really help me say, oh, well, you do this. You are an excellent communicator. Mm -hmm. You do this. You problem solve. And, you you know, kind of plucking out some of those good qualities, bullet points on your resume and saying, here's a talking point for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's that's super important to, you know, go back and aside from having self-love, making sure you surround yourself with strong influences. Right, exactly. Where if you are feeling down on yourself, you're not going to be surrounded by, you know, 50% of your your crew that's around you because you haven't separated yourself from people who aren't for you. Um, <laughs> Tequila is not a life quality. Like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> right. You got to choose quality friends, right? Because when you are having that down moment, um, who you go to, they're either going to make you feel better about yourself mm-hmm. and, and you know, pick out all these things that maybe you miss about yourself because you're so focused on the negative or there's going to be, if you're not choosy about who your friends are, because you're like, oh, I got more more self-worth, more friends, right. you might go to one of those friends, and it might be one of those people who is, who's not for you. Right. And they're going to be like, yeah, you suck. Right. <laughs> like, oh, man, you know. Or like, well, you're fun. Okay, cool. Like, I'm glad I'm fun. But knowing somebody who can turn that around and say, like, uh, works well with groups mm-hmm. or, you know, is inspirational, whatever that, you know, however you choose to identify that fun, mm-hmm. um, you know, can really help shape your life, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, this is like a weird side note, but if you don't have anybody to kind of check you and say, hey, these are your good qualities and this is, these are your strengths, um, if you look at what is aggravating to you, what annoys you about other people, are probably... Like what frustrates you, I think is the right word. Mm-hmm. What frustrates you about other people is probably one of your inherent skills. Ooh. Right? Grammar. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> the champagne is talking at this point. No, but... not your grammar, but that's one of my things that oh. I'm always like. <laughs> I was oh, like, God. did I mess Yeah. <laughs> but, um, hmm. It's not a personality <laughs> trait, but, you know. So, yeah, grammar is one of your skills, right? <laughs> I've, I've noticed that adaptability is one of my skills because it drives me, like, freaking bonkers when people just don't – they're so focused on the problem, but it's like if you just adapted a little bit, there would be this massive solution there. Right. And I want to shake people sometimes. and But then I'm like, oh, wait, I could focus on that negative. But, whoa, this is one of my strengths, right? Mm-hmm. Adaptability of figuring out, hey, how are we going to navigate this plan? Right. But just something interesting to note, you know? Yeah. And I think people can get stuck inside their shell and not not see the bigger picture or not see other opportunities. So it's important to have, mm-hmm. you know, different differing viewpoints at least, you know, in a in a setting where everybody has a common goal, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. Um, and I think going back to, you know, even just the career aspect of it, um, I was kind of telling my dad this. You know, they were visiting last weekend. And he's just kind of like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And, you know, his, his I think, self-worth is, I don't think he's... So he wants to get another job? He wants to do something. Okay. Right? But, because he, he cannot sit and okay, do fair. nothing. Because mm-hmm. he is an Enneagram 7. Does he want to, like, find a hobby or an I don't, employment opportunity? I, I think, like, a, some type of employment where it worked for himself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? And he, he listed off all these things that he doesn't want to do. So is that do. why he's coming to you for advice? <laughs> he actually was like, he's like, I think I need to hire you as a life coach. I was like, well, you better get in because rates are going up in 2023. <laughs> he's like, well, it's coming from your inheritance. So. 
<laughs> Come to my um, retreat, Dad. <laughs> yes. We're going to Greece. Um Actually, never mind. Don't come. <laughs> Actually, no. I'm going to have so much fun. It'll be great. But um, he, I meant just dad. <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. If he wants to go to Greece, he, they don't like really like international travel. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, he listed off all these things that he doesn't want. I'm like, okay, well, tell me what you like do want. Right. Right. And again, it goes back to stop, stop waiting for other people to do it for you. Because, you know, I, I even had this career self-worth struggle, battle, whatever you want to call it with soul cycle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wasn't, I was getting passed over for promotions. I thought I was working really hard. I, I felt that things weren't being really handled in a fair manner. Mm-hmm. And I was so caught up on it. Like I am not a bitter person. I do not talk about people. I don't like hate people. Mm-hmm. And like, I was obsessed with like, just being bitter and mad, mm-hmm. you know? That's a bad feeling. I, yeah. It's and a I'm gross like, feeling. Yeah. And I was like, I was this like green eyed monster kind of yeah. thing. You know, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm just as good. Green eyes. <laughs> I always wanted green eyes. <laughs> My mom has green eyes, but, um, you know, I was, I was just so mad. Right. And, and then, and, and then you're not being your best you. It. Yes. And that it resonated and I was not showing up as my best self. And, I kind of identified as this person where I was like, okay, now I am somebody who just, I'm, I'm just so mad. I'm, I'm looking for the bad things of like things that I can like tear apart and mm-hmm. be like, you know, this company is not making me feel valuable. This company is not making me feel valuable. Right. And again, stop waiting for other people to do it. So if you're in a job where you're like, I don't feel valued here. Okay. Um, flip it back around. And I had to, I had to like literally sit myself down and be like, you know, in the mirror, (laughs) like, like, okay, snap out of it because you are not this angry, bitter person. Right. right? And I'm like, I'm feeling undervalued here. And I felt like my self-worth was being compromised. Mm -hmm. And really it's like, take responsibility for your feelings. Where am I undervaluing myself? Right. And, you know, because it's all about responsibility. If, if I want to blame and shift this responsibility onto somebody else, then there's nothing I can do about it. So if you're feeling a certain way, even in your career, it's like, um, I'm undervalued here or whatever. Okay, where am I undervaluing myself? Right. That can at least give you one step in the right direction. And, and that led me to, whoa, I'm way undervaluing myself in my own company. Mm-hmm. And so I made some decisions accordingly to spend less time at SoulCycle and, mm-hmm. and invest most of my time in my own company. And it was like, whoa, right. I'm really good at this. I love doing this. There's lots of benefits to this. I feel like myself. And right. I was happy again, you right. know? Yeah. I mean, it's important. One of the – you said something about, um, you know, take a look at yourself and own own your feelings or, you know – one of the lessons I learned in my first job was own up to, the, you know, if you make a mistake, own up to it. But I think it goes beyond mistakes. I mean, it's like your attitude. Okay, let, let me check myself. Yeah, I've been this way. I don't want to be that way. Mm-hmm. Own up to it. Take take credit or I don't know what the opposite of that is, but responsibility responsibility for who you are and what's going on and try to flip it. Like mm-hmm. figure out, you know, how can I change this? Where should I spend my time? What you know, what benefits me, what benefits the people I love, how can I improve that? And then I I just feel like your entire, you know, 
life is probably elevated because your self-worth is elevated. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, I think, but give yourself credit kind of like what you, you mentioned before, but give yourself credit for all the things that you like about yourself that are working for yourself. Right. Focus on those. And I'm not saying ignore all the things that aren't working for yourself. Right. Right. Like, Oh, I'm not this or that. Um, well, you know. and ultimately if you're not happy, you have to be the one to change it. Um, but I know that Soul Cycle does provide you with some fulfillment too. Oh yes, with the writers and whatnot. It does, it, but it. And it. Let's be honest. Nobody else is going to be a captivated audience for the ten-minute Taylor Swift song. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Um, I have listened to her new album at least seventeen times. As has my dad. Um, he's like, seriously, we have to listen to this again. I'm Did like, you lock him in a room? <laughs> dad, I was like, I have a midnight's ride on Tuesday. <laughs> you have to listen to this all again. But you know. But finding that if I if I didn't understand because here's a here's another thing that you can do is like you know f this shit I'm out, but really it's like that's your ego talking mm-hmm. you know whether it be your job mm-hmm. your relationships your mm-hmm. friendships like screw this right. bye, and then you're like well no I actually didn't need to do that I really I what I what I had to do is sit down, understand myself, accept it, learn to love it and right. say, Hey, I'm, I'm here for this relationship or this job at this capacity, but I'm not going to do this. That's yeah. a good fit for me. I really like the way that you said that about it's your ego talking and how you can relate it to a job. You know, there's that, that meme of the lady throwing up the papers and <laughs> saying, fuck this shit. Oh wait, I still oh, wait, need this. Thursday. <laughs> I still need this. I, I love this. that meme. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's important, like, it is important because I think a person who has high self-worth also is able to rationally think, make decisions and think through things. And sometimes, it, you know, you might find it is best to just say, this isn't for me, but yeah, throwing everything in the air and walking away yeah. or throwing, you know, whatever. There's something in the air when you're in a discussion with a significant other and then you walk away and storm out, I, that. Just, it's not good. It's, like, it's like healthy to me. Yeah, right. Exactly. And it's like you, if you want to have high self worth, it's called self worth, mm-hmm. not other people's worth. Mm-hmm. You know, it's self worth. So you have to value yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's what makes things more, you know, worth more. Yeah. And if if it doesn't work for you, walk away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it would take that time to understand. Hey, is this is this for me? Is this person for me? Is this relationship for me? Is this job for me? Well, how do I know that? Well, is it for me? Is it making me feel like myself and and my best self and and my best life ever? We'll call it. Well, I don't know. Maybe spend time. Well, what does your best self look like? I love making a list. When I have a really big tough decision like calling off a wedding, you know, <laughs> I was like good things, bad things, and who. I don't know how I missed out on all those bad things, but <laughs> um, it's nice to put it on paper and visualize it and just kind of help you evaluate. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can do that, but definitely uh, don't want to take on something that's going to, you know, be harmful to you. I'm, I'm sure once you look at that list, too, you see some patterns. You know, if you were to compare that list to something else that was a big life decision, too, it's like you, you probably begin to see patterns of like, oh, I did this because... I was not being true to myself. Right, you know? right. So I think that's the first step is just being true to yourself. And then, you know, accepting who you are, right? If you want other people to accept you and love you, like, 
don't don't wait for other people to do it for you. Right. Do it with yourself, and then you end up attracting people who make you you feel more worthwhile, and, and you're adding things to their their life, right? If you want to add value to other people, you have to first see value in yourself. Absolutely, yeah, hundred um, percent. I I can't say it any better than you did, mm-hmm. right? Well, maybe <laughs> we just wrap it up there then. But you know, self worth is all about valuing yourself. So 100%. it's like. In order to value yourself, you have to evaluate yourself. I just made that up. Oh, but, but I kind of like it. it I know. Work. Could it be the new meme? Like, F this. Oh, wait, I feel I like this. people might be like, oh, now I have to really take a look at myself and be hard on myself. And I don't think that's what we're saying. And it, we're not saying get rid of friends. And we're not saying quit your career. Or, you know, it would be nice if more companies offered, like, what do you call it? When you can just take a, a sabbatical? Yes. Mm-hmm. I've learned a lot about myself in the periods of time in between jobs. That I, mm-hmm. like I, I think I quit my old cycling studio. Um, and I had a, maybe like two months where I, I didn't work before I went to Soul Cycle. <laughs> and I started, I think that was, that was the last boyfriend that I had. Because I, I spent time with myself. I couldn't distract myself with all these things. And I was like, oh, I'm doing all these really weird things that don't feel like myself. Mm-hmm. And... And then here I am, just don't even have enough content for a dating podcast. <laughs> I'll just be like the the like moderator person, like, so tell me how you feel about this. <laughs> you, can hear, you can share all your crazy stories. But um, coming soon on Late Night with Meg. <laughs> yeah. Create your fate after dark. <laughs> and on that note, but um, Elena, you're my best friend, but I'm willing to share you. So if people want to follow your crazy life. She is my fun friend. I'll say that. I've actually introduced you that way to all my Houston friends. I'm like, my friend Elaine is coming. She is fucking nuts. <laughs> you know what we didn't even talk about? How my name isn't spelled right. But it's phonetically yes. pronounced in my Instagram. Alana. <laughs> spelled like Alana. It's A-L-A-N-N-A. Yeah. Alana. 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 Whatever. <laughs> you respond to all things. Auntie Wayne for some. <laughs> yeah. Auntie Wayne. Yeah, Wayne. <laughs> I've never called you that, but um, I don't know. Do you want any more Instagram friends? Like, where can people find you? Yeah, uh, it's A K D Y B U S. A K Divus. Because that's your last name. Because that's my last name. <laughs> You're not supposed um, to tell everybody that. <laughs> I know, right? But, like, oh, everyone knows. Um, so, I guess, like, just one last thing, a little, little bit. What are some things that make you feel like you? Ooh. That's a tough question. I wasn't expecting such a difficult one. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, spending time with quality friends is one of my favorite things in the world. Uh, It's been way too long since I've had a weekend with you, and I'm super excited to do all these things. Um, For those who don't know, uh, Meg one time made me do like seven to nine spin classes <laughs> in a weekend, and I was totally here for it. And, and I love doing, doing that. one this weekend. <laughs> well, with me, we'll, we'll take other people's classes. <laughs> um, I love being active. I love working out. I love hanging with friends and just you know filling that cup, um, mm-hmm. learning something new. I've never been on a podcast before. So now you know. Look at this. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, yeah. we got the ring light and everything. <laughs> I had an early morning flight. I hope the ring light's not on me. Am I overexposed? No, I don't. I don't know what the video looks like. But we don't. I don't do filters, you know. So mm, I'm yeah. very. I'm very much against. I'm be real, you know. 
maybe not that real. <laughs> but I always wear makeup at all the time. But anyway, um, no, I, I love that. And, and I think that's a good question that everybody can ask themselves, too, is what makes you feel like you? Right. What do you like doing? Okay, do more of that and then find people who support that and, mm-hmm. and love you for that, too. And, you know, when you can easily say, wow, this this makes me feel good. This person makes me feel good. Um in a in a inherent kind of way, not oh, I'm seeking their validation right. because this person allows me and understands me and loves me for being me. Right. And guess what? That happens when you do it for yourself. So start there, and then you will just naturally begin to attract people who who make you feel that way. Own and, yourself. And allow you own feel, it. Yeah, yeah. Own yourself. I like that. So, but well, that's all we got for today. Um, we could probably ramble on for like four more hours. But. I know. I feel like we really cut that career part short. <laughs> I know we did, but the same theme, same themes can can resonate into the career aspect of well, but as well, but just you know, knowing yourself, right? right. Yeah, valuing yourself, value yourself, value yourself first, and then I'm telling you, answers will show. You will you will know the right answer to do. Yeah, a hundred percent. You will, and the people that are really there for you will also show. Mm -hmm. And they'll help you figure out a solution. Maybe it's not like, you know, screw this, quit your job. But it's like, hey, maybe we can do this. Maybe we can do this. Maybe we can do this. Have you thought about this? Because those people are for you Mm -hmm. um, because you are for yourself. Yes. You know? So, um, all right. Well, that's all we got for you today. You know um, how to hunt down my bestie. I'll share her with you. We'll probably be posting this weekend. Oh, but that'll be delayed. (laughs) I know, right? Yeah. If you scroll back to October, look at my look at my post. But um, we're gonna be. I'm not dyeing my hair. (laughs) I know. One time, this is how I know Elaine is a seven because this is like three years ago. I. I was being a mermaid for Halloween. You were being a unicorn. Shocking. <laughs> I know, right? Actually, so many people this year were like, you can't be a mermaid. I'm like, oh, man. But anyway, so um, stay tuned on or look back at what our costume is going to be. Yeah. We're going to be matching. But, you know, Alina, I was like, hey, I have this like pink shampoo because that's what I wash my hair with. And I'm like, yeah, it'll totally come out of your blonde hair. <laughs> yeah. Let me dye it. She's like, all right. Let's do it. <laughs> Morgan Freeman voice. It was not all right. It was not all right. <laughs> it was not it all right. It did not wash out. <laughs> I know. I still feel bad about that. But well, if all else failed, I'm getting my hair done on the 16th. So if I was to do you it, you knew again. better. You're like, let me schedule this <laughs> yeah. just in case. Day after. Because I think you had to rock pink hair professionally, like at your job, for like three weeks or a month or something. Yep, something like that. But anyway, um, well. That's all we got for you today. Um, maybe we will start that podcast. I yeah. don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, but, you know, we both believe that you can create your life. You can create your fates. Um, she and I are both doing that. And it all starts with owning yourself and, and, and owning that self-worth and not expecting other people to do it for you. So, Most uh, importantly. Yes. Here we go. It leads right <laughs> into the ending. So if we could leave you with just one thing, it would be this. Expect, Expect good, good things. things. Always. And they will happen. So uh, we hope you enjoyed this girl chat episode and we will see you soon.